0: Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to
1: be a master bow hunter? King of the hill and archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast. Recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. How's it going, man?
2: It's going good, man. How are you?
1: I'm not too bad. What do you think about um, I think this bow hunting world's very big.
2: Um, I think it's I think it's bigger than what people expect it to, but uh, I think when you're into industry, it seems small because everybody seems to know everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a multi billion dollar industry, yeah. but I think that it's interesting because um a lot of this stuff like we're, we're talking to all these different people, but like it kind of everybody's kind of the same, passionate, really wants to do something. Yeah, you know, like get involved, and yeah. it it's interesting to me that like how do you get involved, right? And I think that uh, I
2: think a lot of it's almost kind of luck
1: it is kind of look it is i mean i'm (laughs) i'm staring at this logo on these things i just think like how sweet is that you know like it's just like from nothing to something i mean if you think about it from 2009 or right now i mean we're talking like owners of companies and you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. people important people you know what i mean it's like interesting that uh it's grown that much, you know, boner planet. Yeah, well, I think sp- a lot
2: of it too is consistency. You know, oh, we, I think We've that's never a big taken thing. a break. It's always, it's always been something that uh, we've worked for. And uh, yeah, I think that's yeah, a good point. That counts, so.
1: Consistency is a very big yeah. one in this industry because a lot of people come and go. Mm-hmm. And I think the companies recognize that. And once they recognize a company like BHP has been around, yeah. sticks around, they usually put some support behind that then.
2: Yeah. I think it's like a, a lot of bow hunters, you know, it's it, uh, a lot of guys out there, uh, it's, it's seasonal. You know, so yeah, they no. they get all geared up during the season and all that kind of stuff, and then it, then it fades away for a little bit. And, and I
1: kind of feel like that's why we can't get the numbers where we're always hoping them to be, like in the you know five hundred thousand likes. Mm-hmm. And all. I think it's because that of that we're not blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not blonde.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's uh it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's pretty to good see. for a
1: bunch of guys. <laughs>
2: yeah, but a bunch of guys just uh, just hanging out. That's pretty much what it is, right?
1: I mean, honestly, I think we've broken records with Boner Planet. We've probably been, honestly, I don't think anybody, anybody ever in history has been promoted so much by so many different companies in the industry. Mm -hmm. Our logos appeared from Matthews all the way to Hoyt. I mean, across everything. Mm -hmm. No one's done that. No one has ever captured that much of an industry audience than we have. Right. Literally nobody. I mean, you'll see our pictures on sog knives, muck boots. You see stuff from the past we've done with lacrosse. I mean, it's just all over the board. Um, I think it's 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 very rare to have that, and especially in a network. Well, I think like,
2: part, part of it, too, is we do a lot of behind-the-scenes for all the companies as well. You know, a lot of the pictures that they use, a lot of the social media stuff that they use. And um, people just don't see it. You know, yeah, They don't you know, know it's yeah, us exactly. half the time. Exactly.
1: I think yep. it's... Um, you know, it's just, and I'll tell you what, man, um, I, I'm digging our ambassador program. This, this oh, ambassador it's program too. I mean, is it's, a big it's, deal. It's,
2: it's getting a lot of traction out there. And I think it's just another great way that we can bring a community of hunters together to help promote the industry Yeah, in general. It's, just, that's it's not even really about us. I mean, no. it's, it's about, it's about it's bringing about together every, everybody. Yeah. And that's what we're there for is to bring together everybody. So
1: Brandon Adams, how's it going, man?
2: Man it's going that time of year with
3: not a lot going on except for production. So just trying to trying to keep my head on straight.
1: Major league bow hunter. So you guys have been around for how many years
3: now? Uh, we're doing our seventh season. We're fi- our, we're filming our eighth season. We're, we're season seven is airing right now. Is it Sportsman Channel? Yes, sir. We're on Sportsman
1: Channel. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, and, and so with that, with the show, do you guys are you guys airing just one show or do you have multiple shows?
3: Uh, what do you mean? Uh, well, sometimes we people airing... have
1: mini shows like on top of their shows. I just wasn't sure if you guys just had Major League no. Bow we're Hunter. just
3: running Major League Bowhunter. We run fifty-two weeks, so we try to run as many originals wow. as we can. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, just, a that's a lot that's, of that's
2: content to get a lot of content to get out there and uh, videotape. How
3: much? Yeah, I mean, we don't make fifty-two originals on the do Yeah, yeah. Let's not get crazy, but we, we make as many as we can.
1: <laughs> How much traveling do you guys do in a year? Would you say?
3: Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> I I don't even know how to begin to answer that question. <laughs> I mean, you between, I mean months you hunting, guys are gone for between months. The or? hunting and the and the production and uh, just you know talking with partners. I mean, it's it's nonstop year round. So wow, yeah, that's
1: uh, that's a lot of work. And plus, you guys have the ATA show and the Shot Show. Probably just tons of shows you're always going to, and you know.
3: Yeah, we do. We got we got those trade shows, and we got some consumer shows that we attend and um you know the whole crew itself is spread across the country essentially chipper lives in Atlanta, and duff lives in outside of memphis and uh brandon and i live here in oklahoma and zach lives in missouri so to get anything done we all have to travel a pretty good way
1: you know so, oklahoma i know what that means
3: i i don't know <laughs> what do you what are you get what?
1: garth brooks baby <laughs>
3: garth
1: what this is this is rules. Garth. yeah garth's been garth has been to detroit a lot of times and every time he's here he sells out that guy's unbelievable and he gets a new garth trigger.
3: brooks sells out just about everywhere that's a good point that's out. a good point no
1: no <laughs> when i was younger he, he was he came he, to here and he it was unbelievable and i i'll never forget the shows he did two shows in michigan and i went to both at that time when i was this was a long time ago many moons ago and this is when he was at his prime and that guy, yeah. holy cow, what a show! I mean, he's flying he, around. He's a,
3: he's a he's an unbelievable <laughs> talent and an unbelievable entertainer. I mean,
1: yeah, he's he's seriously. second
3: to to none or or very few. I can't imagine no. who would be he'd be second to.
1: I think I heard the stat one time that he sold more records than the Beatles. Something I wouldn't or something, doubt it. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. He's like unbelievable platinum. I can't even, I don't even know the number. I can't even say it. It's not that many platinum, but. <laughs> I mean, what he he took what, 15 years off or something? So. And he could do that with that kind of talent. Anyhow. He
3: did, and now he's back and he's still, he's still sells Selling out. Selling yeah. it out. Yep. in seconds.
1: So Brandon, tell us, tell us for the viewers who don't know or never seen Major League Bowhunter, tell us about the show.
3: Well, the show is a primarily bow hunting only. There have been some uh, gun hunts on the show. But we hunt all across the country. Primarily we hunt whitetails. Uh, we've been dabbling in mule deer lately and elk. And uh, that's pretty much the gist of it. But we try to relay what, what we're doing in every situation. So a lot of shows, like I'm sure a lot of you guys, whenever I was watching shows before I got into this industry, I wanted some more context of why those people were sitting in that particular stand. Uh, you know, what when wind was doing, of why that tree in that moment, and, and uh, when this whole thing got started, that was the idea behind it, is we were going to show uh, the viewer why we were doing anything, and it ne- it, it's not necessarily the right way of doing it, it was just uh, a way of showing what we were doing, and hopefully, you know, people can learn from that, but that's, I don't know. We just wanted to. We just want to provide some more information for, for people yeah. that the average show wasn't was dishing out.
1: Yeah, that's cool, man. It makes complete sense. And I'm actually watching your YouTube right now. We're watching this 190 uh, inch buck in Kansas. This ridiculous. This is unbelievable, yeah. man. That I, I just like yeah.
2: What's I your think. big? What is your biggest buck? My
3: biggest buck score wise is 192 and 48. What? Yeah. yeah. Wow. He's it, a good. Where'd, <laughs> where'd you get that? Yeah. Where was that? He was in, that was in central Kansas. Um, I killed him with a muzzleloader at 20 yards,
2: left-handed. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> you I say noticed... that like you're right-handed. <laughs> I am right-handed. Yeah, I am right-handed, yeah. <laughs> he
3: came out on the, uh, on the right side of the tree, and he was so close, he popped out at 20 oh. yards. He wow. was so close, I didn't want to risk you know getting up and moving or, or twisting around too much so i just shouldered it to my left shoulder and and squeezed Whoa. it off and he's dead did you, did you,
2: so did you call him in or what uh, what what happened he What's just the no we
3: were we were hunting in central kansas which is a lot of it's really open ground out there uh you're, you, the, the main trees that you have are like tree rows and maybe some pockets of trees anyway and there's a lot of crp well the crp to you boys out east and up north it may seem like it's just a field like you know there's gonna be nothing living in there but waist high crp is pretty much a forest uh because you can't see anything but anyway we thought the deer we actually we seen the deer bed that morning to our north and so we made a move hung a stand that day in this little clump of trees kind of close to where he was uh where he bedded and i was staring north where he bedded it all day all all evening how he had slipped through that CRP without me seeing him and popped out of 20 yards. So I I shot him.
1: (laughs) Now have you hunted? um, I'm assuming you've hunted Ohio and Illinois.
3: I have hunted Illinois. I've never hunted Ohio. How was uh, Illinois for your
1: experiences there?
3: Oh man. The last time I hunted Illinois was a a long time ago. I hunted there 06. And then I hunted there O eight twice, and then O nine. Uh, there's a when we went there, there was a lot of hunters around, and I'm not a I'm not a a, a giant fan of having you know a bunch of yeah. uh, competition. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, if you if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, yep. oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you guys usually go to like outfitters, or do you just go find like people who have lean? I mean, how does it? In work, those I guess? in
3: those particular instances, we were at an outfitter.
1: Cool. Yeah, that's cool. You, you guys usually spend like a week per, per outfitter or how's that
3: work? Well, a lot, we don't really do a whole lot of outfitted hunts anymore. And the outfitters that we do use are they're, – they're friends really. And Yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily like a, a week-long hunt or anything. We like to – you know, we like the whole process of hanging stands, scouting. And,
1: yeah, that's cool.
3: Uh, you know, just the whole process of hunting. And so the, the, the outfitters that we do use are a lot of friends and – they kind of let us come and go when the weather's right and you know kind of do our own thing which is which is awesome but we do have a lot of lease ground too which is very helpful for yeah uh long term like a lot of times you see hunting shows or on our show passing up deer and that's because you know we we have lease ground that we know we're going to have in the years to come
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that's how it's done. And to be honest, that's, that's cool. And it's hard to make a show. Like I get it, you know, like you guys have to have some sort of content. It's not, it's impossible to not have content and you have to figure out what you're going to do, but you know, I always thought, like, you know, I'd rather watch a show that they do pass up and talk about the conservation or why it's important to QDM it or whatever you want to do, right? But I think mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's a good way to do it. I mean, to really, if you guys can afford to lease the lots and do it, then do it, you know, and then compared to traveling everywhere. I mean, I, we went to an outfitter a couple times and it was very expensive and, you know, we, um, hunted our butts off in ohio and we didn't get nothing but i mean they were there i mean trail cameras showed them there every night you know they just didn't come in but i just remember yeah. thinking like man this is a lot of money i you know together it was probably a four thousand dollar trip could have spent that on a four thousand dollar lease you know yep. and getting control of a lot you know and doing more to it um i think the biggest issue for us has always been time but that's on my end but <laughs> time yeah well to- i mean
3: time is time is a huge thing huge thing and you know we're, we're all fortunate that this is what we do. We're living, and so we have the time to devote to a property and to um, putting in the hours on the stand to go after you know mature buck. So, like some of the guys on the team, they're after like the the high scoring, big, big, super freak deer. Uh, whereas I'm I'm more after having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and and if uh, if a good one walks by, then you know he better be looking out. Yeah. Uh, but I still had to devote a ton of time into, uh, being able to, to go out there. And, uh, you know, that goes along with spending time away from your family, which you kind of got to, um, balance, you know, it's a balancing act of, like you were talking about getting contact. It's a balancing act of, uh, do I go to Oklahoma and then Kansas and spend two weeks away from home? Or do I try to go up to Oklahoma for, you know, four days, come back home for two and then go to camp? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a balancing act during a fall.
1: Now, do you guys ever go to um, Canada for Black Bear?
3: We've never done Canada for Black Bear, no. Uh, we've been to Canada in the past for Whitetail. Nice. So I think that's the only thing that we've done in Canada. I'm All right, perfect. We're planning our trip
1: yeah. for 2018. I'll, I'll get you the dates.
3: <laughs> yes, perfect.
1: Yeah, I am totally the, down. The place we go, I'm not exaggerating to you. I'm not exaggerating whatsoever. 100% kill rate. 100% kill rate and we used i used so many gopros on the one hunt plus i self-filmed <laughs> it i swear to you the bear went up start eating my gopro i'll send you the link to it. it's hilarious yes and, uh, please do th- this bear no joke got down on it it, it was sitting there eating for a while and this was not like a huge bear at the, at the moment it was sitting there eating at my, my pile whatever you want to call it it turns around sees my gopro after about 40 minutes of being there goes over to my gopro licks it drops to the ground Follows the trail from my GoPro to my tree that I walked to get back up the tree. Puts his claws (laughs) on my tree and looks up at me and I never was more scared in my life than I was at that moment. It made me feel like what am I doing? Like, almost like if you're on ice and it's, like, a little bit too thin or something, you're like, why am I here? Like, why am I in this moment?
2: At that point, the, the, <laughs> the bear smelt something else. Oh, yeah, that bear smelled something else because
1: I was freaking out. That was the scariest. And you can't, in Canada, it, it, you can't carry a gun. If you're, if uh, you could, can, I could not bring a gun on the hunt with me. I only have my bow. So it was like, okay, and there was like this rail where I couldn't get the bow over the rail. So all I had was this bear mace, which I'm glad I had. I was proud of myself for buying at Field & Stream. I went up there and bought this bear mace. So I have it over the edge yeah. of this thing, and I, I, I was shaking. Like, I'm like, what do I do? You know, I know what to do. I'm like, do I spray it? Do I just wait? Do I have to climb? I know they can climb quick. So I'm like, I don't know what's going
2: on here. But. It turns out it was only a 30-pounder.
1: Yeah, it turns out it was a small bear,
2: it was a cob- and it walked away. It was a away. large raccoon. It was a large yeah, raccoon, exactly.
1: basically. It walked away, and then it looked at me, gave me a dirty stink eye, whatever you want to call it, and then it walked away, and then another bear came in, and whatever. Long story short, I ended up getting a bear, but everybody else did too. It was really exciting, and I, I would – um, yeah, I'll shoot you info on that place, but awesome place, and uh, had a great time there. Uh, so tell us about tell us about the production of the show. You know, I know you've been producing the show yourself for a long time, and how does it work with production? Do you guys film something and then you take all this footage back and try to put it together, or how does that work?
3: Yeah, I mean that's basically that sums it up pretty much. Uh, I don't, <laughs> Short
2: story: we we
3: we, we film things during the fall, and you know a lot of people don't even think about this, but it takes uh, you know, six months for it to come to the air, you know, to, to television. Cause we do a lot of television stuff. And so we'll, we'll go out in the fall and we'll film all this content, hopefully get some kills with it. And then, uh, January, I'll start putting it all together and, uh, you know, seeing where the stories are, which a lot of times I feel pretty should do a great job of, uh, you know, creating that story in the field. So it's it's easy to see. And, uh, when you get into the editing bay, you just start plugging and cranking away, putting it all on a timeline. And then at that point, once the story's on a timeline, then I, uh, I'm i able to actually figure out what shows we can make and how many we can make. And I'll break down each show into segments. And I'm sitting here at my desk right now, and I'm looking at Duff, Mississippi and segment one. You know, And then it breaks down what's going to be in segment one, segment two, segment three, segment four. There's four segments in the show. And then from there, we're able to get interviews or spines for the show, and that's where the work begins—is trying to get um, Chipper and Duff in the same place at the same time, and then getting Brandon Danker and and Zach uh, in the same <laughs> place as well. So, have fun with uh, that. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, after after I get the interviews done, as far as finalizing the show, that's the that's the easy part. Yeah, uh, but actually. Taking taking a you know pile of footage and then putting that into a coherent story is where where the work is really.
2: So what what, what is your background? How did you how did you get into that? How did you get in the production side of things?
3: Oh man, uh, how long of the show is this? Uh, <laughs> we <laughs> we uh, when I was in high school, uh, my buddy and I we were traveling around shooting competitive archery, and uh, we was traveling the country doing that and that led to us hanging out a lot in the fall and so we started filming each other in the fall just by chance if you will i used to film people from age 10 with my uncles i had a a camera that i kind of like stole from them and uh, <laughs> i would i would beg my family members and my friends to let me film them and uh oh anyway my my buddy and i my archer buddy we, we started filming each other and my junior year in high school, a local television show was taking applications for pro staff. And, uh, the local television show was called buck ventures and it was airing on a local TV show here in Oklahoma. I, uh, I applied for my buddy and I without even asking them. <laughs> and, uh, we went through this whole arduous process to be on their team. And, uh, we were chosen number. They were told us we were the number one team out of everyone that applied, which was, a good feeling and then uh from there I uh, just started we started filming as a team and then uh, buddy and now we kind of just stopped filming each other and uh jeff i was gonna take off the fall i was going to school at oklahoma state i was gonna take off the fall semester and, and travel i actually had an outfitter lined up in ohio and uh ohio kentucky kansas had some oklahoma stuff obviously uh jeff said since you're you're, you're taking off during the fall. Do, would you, do you want to film me? He had just lost his film producer. And uh, he was going to pay me to film him. So I was like, uh... Yeah. And so I started filming. And two years later, producer quit. And uh, Jeff turned and looked at me and asked if I could produce the show. He said, you think you could do this? And oh, I was 19 or 20 years old and had zero production experience at all like no editing experience no production experience what to speak of i uh, answered with the utmost confidence and the loudest yes you yes you've ever heard in your life <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> yes yes i got it
1: guys no problem
3: <laughs> yeah <Wow>. no worries <laughs> i got this i got this in my way to knowing what in the freaking heck i was talking about <laughs> So, and I didn't have anyone to call on. I mean, I had a few friends that you know had some editing that I would met in the last year or two uh, that had some editing experience. And if I ran into any like major problems, I would call them. And I bugged a few of them a little too much.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah.
3: the vast majority of my foundation was uh, was through google and youtube yeah (laughs) i've stepped through days and days of of tutorials so
1: it's funny because i I, even to this day you know we do a lot of video for our test lab show and even to this day that i call up my buddy justin hood all the time and i'm like dude i'm like how does this work with this RAW format, 4K RAW to 2K RAW? And then, you know, like the SYN lenses. I know you and I have already had some conversations, Brand, too, about the cameras. It's just it's so interesting to me because it's like there's so many options. And it's like, I, you know, and you're buying this stuff, it's not cheap. You're talking six grand, ten grand on some yep. of these cases and these cameras. And you're trying to figure out, okay, what do I really need and what can I even learn to use? And then I found out today that, uh, you, you know, to record in 4K RAW, I have to have a special thing. Yeah. I, I can't even do what I thought I could do. Now yeah, I need a Shogun. A card. <laughs> yeah, I need the Shogun, you know, external monitor, which I have, but not the right one. So, <laughs> like, okay. So there's 500 bucks. There's another 1,500 bucks. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable, the camera stuff. And nowadays with people with photography, with the iPhones and stuff, it's like, you can you can get some really good stuff with cheap iPhone kind of stuff, but it doesn't really do justice when you compare it to, uh, you know, Canon Mark Five D Mark Four, or Sony. You know, I mean, right. there's big. You're one hundred
3: percent correct. But if you if you refer back to our conversation previous, where you asked us what we use, and I mean, I answered with what we use, and which are, which are some mid you know mid range lower end consumer cameras. Um, the most important thing, whenever you're filming, especially for a television show or taking pictures for doing anything, the most important thing is that you know what you're doing. True, and true.
2: Know your equipment. Yep. You, yep.
3: I mean, because you can, you can hand. I can hand. I can hand my uh, my iPhone to Steven Spielberg or James Cameron. Good point. And they're going <laughs> to produce something. They're going to produce something far out of this world. As opposed, if I hand. Uh, a can five D to, you know, my seven year old daughter. Yep. Yeah, you right. know what I mean? True. Yeah, I know those are, those are, that's an extreme example, but <laughs> that's, that's true. no,
2: but it's point well taken. I mean, there's a lot of technical aspects that just go with the framing of a picture. Well, there's, it's, it, it, it I mean, there's a lot of details of just what you're looking at, the angle that you're at, the lighting. You know, do you, I stand over here? Or do I stand over there? That makes a world of difference in everything that you do.
1: Absolutely. I, I think and, if you, and knowing,
2: and knowing this, I mean, this sounds stupid,
3: but knowing the settings on your camera. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Knowing knowing how the aperture affects you mean. Don't shot.
2: I shouldn't just shoot in auto? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> you can, <laughs> and it's funny. It's funny because I do advise people. I
3: advise people all the time. Whenever yep. you're shooting in the field, to run auto shutter. If
1: you know what you're doing, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
3: If you know what you're doing and you know how that camera works in auto shutter, yeah. then it's n- nothing wrong with that. I know a lot of people, yeah. some people. Some people want to shoot a lower shutter so they get that softer feel. Yeah. I get it. That's cool. We don't care about that. I, want, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be overexposed or underexposed. Well,
2: I think in our industry, too, it adds a whole other aspect when you're shooting outdoors because the lighting oh, conditions yeah. and everything changes in, in minutes, in seconds. seconds. So it's, yep. it's not like shooting in a portrait studio where you can test Control everything. The environment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you have to be able to move things on the fly.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know one of those things where you have to be able to make those changes quickly. Well, and we I- just
2: nerded out. I just
3: want to let everyone know that we just nerded out for like ten minutes. <laughs> you have zero <laughs> viewers on the podcast.
1: Cameras are so interesting to me. There's just uh, so, so many weird. different variety, but uh, <laughs> so hey, let's talk about let's talk about the sponsors. You guys have a lot of great sponsors on your your page. Uh, Matthews, Bloodsport, Scentlock. Barnett, Vanguard, Lumina. I mean, there's so many. There's a ton. But um, uh, one of the projects we work on a lot with you guys that you might not know is the Vanguard. We work a lot on your uh, binoculars. <laughs> we do a lot of pictures for that.
3: <laughs> really? Yep. What? A lot of the you pictures, do a lot of pictures you
1: see. Yeah, with your binoculars, the pictures you see. We work with Vanguard a lot. Vanguard's a big sponsor of Boner Planet. And uh, we actually prefer the Major League Bowhunter binoculars a lot of times. We like the Camel ones, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times those are the pictures we're using when we're doing it
3: that's what i like to hear guys
1: oh they're great yeah no they are
2: we
3: love them we no, they're they're, they they are great they are a great piece of glass and that's uh vanguard is a great company so yeah uh, for sure if you look at if you're if you're on our website right now i mean you look at those partners one thing that they all have in common is they're all good great companies and good people to work
1: with yeah strong companies
3: uh we've we've been in the industry with uh it's a small industry and some some people aren't as uh <laughs> as uh welcoming you know, as what welcoming <laughs> welcoming and as communicative yeah. as other people and all these people on this list are so yeah. we got we got a great group of partners that are are true partners with us, just like you mentioned the vanguard binoculars uh they're not just a sponsor for our show um they're a partner with us. We have a, we have a licensed pair of binoculars with them yeah. and, and we try to help each other out. And that's, Absolutely. that's the way that these things should work. And, and we're fortunate enough to have a, a list of companies that do that with us.
1: Yeah. We, yeah, that's one of the, uh, we do a lot of pictures for Vanguard on uh, the outdoor segment. And those are, um, those are one of our favorites to work with because you know they just look so cool and they, and they work really well. So it's like nice for you know for picture shoots and all that. And uh, yeah, I'll send you some of those that. if you haven't seen yeah. them. But yeah, they're they're a lot of fun to uh, to work with. But you got Luminock. You guys got Hunt Terra Maps. I mean, there's so many great brands on here. Obviously, RealTree's yep. a big one. Um, and they had that party lately. Recently, I was not invited to it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I was there. I was given uh, the one. There were some injuries at. Is that, uh, is that the right one? That, no, was that was Kenneth, interview? Lancaster, and oh, he broke yeah. his finger. Yeah.
1: And then he at Michael Waddell's place, and he went to the real tree thing, and then he that's was there. Was. Yeah. And that's what they're interviewing <laughs> Kenneth and saying, What happened to your finger? I heard you blew up that jet ski. <laughs> 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 yeah, so anyway, but yeah, it's a lot of people going there. Um, Matthews, great bows, you guys are what are you guys working with there? The Halon thirty two or the halon or
3: uh we have the halon thirty twos and the thirty and the nice. and the halon, so
1: that's great, yeah. Matthew's great. I mean, company. Both of them. It's,
3: it's kind of uh, the the team is split. Which one's are favorite? You know how bows are. Oh I yeah,
1: mean, yeah. We I, do mean, it here. I
3: did, no joke, no joke. We've uh, I've been fortunate to shoot a lot of bows in my life, and my all time favorite bow. And this will never. I can't imagine this would be, ever be topped. Is a Matthew switchback?
1: Oh yeah, and no, that was like the premiere, man. I don't think you'd be the only. It was, <laughs> I'm gonna do a vote on was, BHP after this. Like, what was your favorite was Matthews bow ever made? <laughs> I mean, it was. Just, it
3: was. It was, just, it was. I was head over heels. It was. It was so much better than everything else at the time. Yeah, uh, it was. It was, It was mind blowing. And this the, the the Halon. I like the 32, but the Halon is right there, probably just below the switchback with me, uh, as far as uh. Uh, the way it feels, the way it shoots, I mean, just everything. And I know bows are, and pretty much everything archery, is about as subjective as it can be. Uh, but that is my opinion on that right there.
1: <laughs> that switchback, was a, is that 2007?
3: No, it would have been before that. Seven would have been like the... DXT or oh, okay.
1: Well, I remember the guys. Yeah, maybe 2005 or something. But I remember the guys like when we started Boner playing 2009. The two of the guys still had the switchback. That was like their favorite. That would have
3: 2003 was L. I'm trying to think. 2003 was LX. 2004 was the L, was the switchback right after the LX. I think so. I want to say it's four then.
1: Yeah, it's four or five. That's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so they had that bow, and when we did Bow on Planet originally, we, we started switching bows out and stuff, and the guys were so mad. Like they, <laughs> I've never seen some guy so What do mad. you mean? They're like, what are you talking <laughs> about? I'm not switching bows, and I make them switch, and they You're miss deer, nuts. and then I really get it. You know, I'd hear yeah. the whole It's the
2: bow's fault. No, you it's me up. kind of your fault.
1: I still get that today. It
3: doesn't matter what I do. That's that's the way bow hunting is, man. No matter uh, no matter what happens, it's your equipment's fault. <laughs> that's right. There's always
1: an excuse. Brian loves this one, right? So he he yeah, Brian Bauer put this so he gets the switchback and he has it. He got it from the dealer, whatever. You know, he went to dealer or whatever, pro shop. Gets the switchback. They put they they set it up. They tell the guy tells them, this is in like 2004 or whatever year it was. Yeah, no one's using kisser buttons no more, man. It's like an old thing. You just gotta have your anchor point, blah blah blah. So he's like, "Oh, okay, man, let's do this." So he goes out. The first deer, he misses. He misses it twice.
2: (laughs) You miss the same deer (laughs) twice? No. Oh my gosh! And
1: then, and then after that, I swear to God, guys, after that he kept. That they kept happening to him, and he kept using the same excuse over and over.
2: That guy at that dealer told me to not <laughs> use a kisser.
1: So every time he comes here to pick up his new bow every year, he's like, oh, I need a kisser
2: button to put in this Gosh. thing. Da, da, da. All the crappy I don't shots use that we've seen from Brian, too. You know? Well, I don't use a
1: kisser <laughs> button either. Yeah, we're talking headshots. <laughs> headshots like it, and butt cheeks.
2: It hit the, it hit the tree. No, nope, mm. it didn't hit the tree. You hit him
1: square <laughs> in the temple, Brian. <laughs> square in the temple. I don't know what you're thinking. Him square in the temple. He's like, what do you mean? I got? I'll i play it back if you need me to. Bad news bears. Anyway, so uh, yeah. So the show's going good. You guys are in your, you
3: said seventh season? Yep. We're about to air. Well, actually, the seventh season actually aired in first quarter. We had original two originals run in first quarter, and then one original in second. And then the bulk of the shows, the, the remaining of the shows will start in third quarter, which is... Uh, in about four weeks from now.
1: Okay, so, and for people to want to watch it online, is there a place for them to watch online?
3: We are about to be exclusively, our shows are about to be exclusively on MOTV. Oh, sweet. It's is the new, the new uh, Outdoor Sportsman's Group app. It's called MOTV.com, and you can go on there and you can watch Every episode uh, from the beginning.
1: Uh, so that's great. But you guys, I see you guys on your sh- on your uh, w- your website. It says like Deal of the Week. You guys got some stuff. People can get some uh, gear. It looks like you guys got like a is that like a Yeti type thing? Yeah, okay.
3: it's, a, it's yeah, it's a you know a thirty ounce stainless tumbler, stainless steel tumbler, and it is amazing. I'm drinking out of it right now.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, w- we- what are you what are you drinking out of it? <laughs> uh, that's the question.
3: <laughs> well, it's seven thirty uh, <laughs> at my time. <laughs> so it, it's sweet tea it's past, I, it's past an, your on. time <laughs> <laughs> i'm a huge sweet tea freak so it's sweet tea. <laughs> funny it's funny that we're doing this car right now because we just our site went live about two hours ago no way uh yeah, yes cool. it, it did uh your website we yeah our website, oh, oh. i say it went live here's what happened we we had our inventory in a different place and uh we we just moved a bunch of stuff back we were shuffling some things around we redid the website uh redid our store uh in the way that we we're shipping things and anyway i, mean, I ain't kidding we went live less than two hours ago <laughs> uh and we're, and we're and we're actually doing a soft launch uh, until saturday and then on saturday we'll we'll push it to the on, on all of our social media channels so nice nice very cool. that's very yeah. cool very convenient that today is the day we did this podcast. Yeah, I was <laughs> going
1: to say, this is uh, amazing. So, uh, Brandon, yeah, is there anything else you want to add to the uh, show that uh, we didn't talk about?
3: Man, uh, it's unfortunate that you're not a sports fan. <laughs> <laughs> say,
1: Tim I mean, is. Fan I just think we can add to
3: this show. Yeah. <laughs> we
1: can't no see i am not but jamie kevin they're not here tonight but generally those guys are like oh yeah, yeah we go for hours this. about that so you so. get the, the rest of the guys on a different a different podcast we can have montauk
3: some sports slash hunting obviously no i mean i i uh, i appreciate you guys having me on and uh you guys are doing good stuff over there hopefully uh the the podcast keeps growing and you know sky's the limit
1: Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter
0: Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently.